Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Broadcasting live from the Liquor Barn Studios, it's time for the Diener Show. Presented by OPC Pest Services on ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 of Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. And Paul Rogers hanging out with us here uh, this morning. As uh, It's a Monday. It's after, well, a win and a loss for basketball. So, good morning. Morning. Yeah. Yeah, I told you a while ago uh, that Miami win was about as unexpected as any game I've ever done in recent years. But, you know, you see that. It gives you hope. You you see them do things. And Saturday's game was – here here was my take Saturday. And it's, you know, a one-game season first off. (laughs) So forget all what's been going on. Forget all what might happen down the road. If you go there to that game – it was a great game, a terrific crowd. People were very upbeat, very supportive, excited. The team was. Even when they got off of that awful start, you didn't feel the normal dread of, oh, God, here we go again. The crowd mm-hmm. stayed with it. The team stayed with it. You kind of felt like they were saying, come on, we're better than this. We've shown it. And they came back and they fought. And it was a good game. Uh, offensively, they've been good for a couple of games now. Obviously, <laughs> have to shore up some things defensively. But I got no complaints of a team that comes out and gives it the – you know, the effort, and and at least offensively, the execution we've seen the last couple of games. Yeah, I mean, if, if you'd seen effort, if they'd looked like that, win or lose, you take, we know good basketball here. Like, that was <laughs> the exception of the first four minutes, you know, was <laughs> yeah. was good. I mean, even they were down, you know, late with like uh, just a few minutes to go. And that Had thing, that 11-0 run right yeah. there at the end of the game. And Kenny was dead on what he talked about in the post game. I, I was at practice on Friday. I usually go at least the day before the game, if not other games. And he specifically addressed certain things, beginning with attacking the press. And mm-hmm. of course, they were, they were awful the first part of the game. <laughs> yeah. Specifically addressed when and where to double team Burns. And they the best player on planet Earth, Burns. I, I love the guy. I'm his too. biggest fan. No, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, he, you have to fight him over it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know, he, Kenny's Kenny's right. He says I've, I got to take some responsibility for that. Somehow they're not getting the message. I, I just think really, and, and, and actually, Bob made a good point of this, and we were going back over this toward the end of the broadcast. Yes, you address those specific things during practice. But then you get into the game and the heat of the moment and all this other stuff's going right. through your mind and it's hard 
to focus and remember every single thing. And that, to some great degree, comes with just experience. you got to go through it. I thought it was as much energy from the staff as, as I have seen at a home game. Maybe it's been like that on the road. But just to be able to see it in front I mean, I even saw Danny Manning stand up. I mean, I, you know, I saw. I, I, I hear Danny quite a bit. Do you? Uh, I don't. I can't. From our vantage point at home, I can't really see the bench that well because mm-hmm, we're immediately right. to my left. But I hear things. And then on the road, depending on where we are, sometimes you can see it, sometimes you can't. But uh, Danny is, is very engaged in the games, uh, vocally. He just doesn't uh, stand up, so I can't, yeah. we can't hear. All we do on TV is, is all you yeah. can see, what he's, if you can see yeah. him visually. And when you're at the game, that's one of the things you can see that you don't get on television. Mm-hmm. You can choose to look at what you want, you know. So. Yeah. And, I, and I thought all year, I thought even the last two years, you know, while there's been, it's obviously a negative, negative atmosphere around what's happened with the negative results, but in-game, in the arena, those are the most positive people that, that you can find. <laughs> even, even the crowds of 5,000 yeah. have been supportive. Yeah, uh, they seem to be people that are going there to try and help them get through it. And, and frankly, I was pleasantly surprised at the crowd Saturday. I kind of thought they had to put together one or two more good games for people to so. be believers. And being you know a pretty lousy weather day, uh, I, I was quite surprised there were that many people. And other than the Kentucky game, which was half Kentucky fans, it's the biggest crowd they've mm-hmm. had. And again, enthusiastic, loud, supportive. It, it was a great atmosphere. It, it was good. I, I hope they can keep it up. But this murderer's roller in right now. Oh. I mean. After they beat Miami, Miami was no longer in the top group. But that's a five-game stretch against the top five teams in the ACC. Now you go to Carolina, Wake Forest, come home to play Duke. And then it does kind of ease up a little bit with a measly little. old Virginia coming yeah, in. Yeah, right. <laughs> measly but then Virginia. you go at Clemson, who's having a great season. Yeah. You know, I mean, the Ken Palm is a good predictor of point spreads. And if you just go by him, they'd be a 24-point underdog against Carolina, 16-point underdog at Wake. 15 pointer dog, um, you know, against Duke. I mean, that's. Oh, they were 16 to Miami. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a good point. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good point. And, and so that's why I don't know. What do you think is, is, was different about this week, you know, in your mind? Did you see any. You're at practices, you know, shoot arounds. Like, what, I, what's different? I've said all along, I, I know as, as miserable as the season has been for a lot of people, when you watch this team practice and, and go about their business, travel, whatever, they're not, they're not a bunch of guys walking around saying, woe is me, this is miserable, get me out of here. They're guys that seem to be upbeat, working at it, trying. Uh, did the win uplift them a little more? Absolutely. I mean, we were talking about the yeah. first, first plane ride in two years come, we've had that was reasonably happy yeah. <laughs> coming back. Uh, and and I, I think that did inject a, another level of enthusiasm and, and commitment. But overall, I, I can't complain about how I see this team goes about their business. And, and it does appear, a two-game sample is probably a small size. Yeah. And maybe we've been a little encouraged before. But it kind of appears that things are beginning to make sense to this team. We'll see. Like you say, Carolina is a – Yeah, I not, mean, what they did. That's Syracuse's worst big uh, uh, oh, ACC loss ever. And Syracuse has been playing pretty well. Yeah, like they're a top <laughs> 65-ish team and, in the numbers. It kind yeah. of seems like – Carolina is just getting better and better and better. Well, well Baycott's been there 18 years, so they ought to know how to utilize him properly. You get know? old, stay old. I mean, Carolina's wrapped their arms around that with R.J. Davis and Armando Baycott as well as anybody. And, yeah, they're going to steamroll teams. Yeah, they're, I they're, mean, I, it's almost like the, the lack of available players shortened the rotation and was a benefit. Uh, yeah, unintended. I, I, I agree. It, it's, I, I, I asked Kenny that in the pregame, and he you know didn't give me a really direct answer but I, I said you know you've got limited options does that sort of make your decision making easier yeah i mean you aren't trying to juggle so many pieces and fit them all in um and and i think it's kind of worked out that way 
it, it's I, I don't know if you can – I know you're not getting much out of Yovanovitch or, or Miller, but it's sort of like things are working right now, and do you want to mess with it? Bring these yeah. other guys off the bench. Um, so I, I don't know if that will continue. I, I think – and I don't think either one of them scored the last two games have. They and didn't no. play very many minutes, even though they both started. They only played three. They only uh, played three before they got him yeah, out. Yeah. I think they played four on uh, in, in Miami. I would like to see more minutes. But, I didn't have to start him. But gosh, you know, what you're seeing from guys like Curtis Williams now, Caleb Glenn now. Yeah. Um, like I said, it just seems like things are kind of beginning to make sense. They're processing things better. They're, they're giving the kind of effort Kenny talks about. I mean, you can you can roll your eyes all you want at Kenny saying, we got to be tough. we got to play together. you got to play record, for each yeah, other. But yeah. you know what? There's a, certain, uh, there's a certain purpose to that kind of thing about just drilling a message home to where it becomes part of the guy's DNA, for lack mm-hmm. of a better term. I hate that word. But to where that instinctively is what they do without even realizing it or thinking about it. And and I think that's his purpose in constantly pushing that message. You guys asked him about that after the game. He talked a little bit uh, about that, that fight. Coach, uh, obviously a, a key component of this loss was the fact that you fell behind 12 to nothing to start the game. But Bob and I were talking about it at the time. It was a different feel with the energy in the building and the body language of your team. It didn't feel like a dreadful, oh, my gosh, here we go again kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, and your team did fight back and certainly made a game of it. No question. I was proud of them for the fight. I wish we had played a little bit smarter. Um, I wish we had fought a little bit more with attention to detail. Um, but we did. We fought. We played. We hung in there with the game. Took and the lead, actually. Actually took the lead. and. Um, but it just goes to show that you have to be in tune to every single thing and you've got to be mentally uh, sharp in everything that we're doing. Um, you know, we had guys that didn't have their best games um, and we still was right there. I need Scott Clark to play better. I need Brandon Hatfield to play better. Um, and they are good players and I love them. And if they play the way that they are capable of playing, we're winning this game. I yeah. did not see him going nose to nose with Brandon Huntley Hatfield. I, I later found out that TV had a pretty good oh, yeah. close up of it. <laughs> you couldn't miss it. <laughs> and and uh, Bob asked him about it, and he directly yeah. said it. Said, uh, you know, I, I got to get more out of Brandon, and he still had a double double the other day. But uh, it was the way he started. I yeah. think. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. they, I, I was just stunned the first half, the lack of touches for him. It's like you just we just did this the last time. That's how you say you it was a great formula, yeah. you know, and. <laughs> Find him. Now, I can't fault him on DJ Burns, who's the best player on earth. So it's tough to guard that guy. And does he remind you of anyone at all? No, Burns? no like, not, so not unique, that I can think of offhand. He is just I, – I used the phrase when Bob and I were chatting last um, uh, Friday – that he he's a tank who moves like an ATV. I mean, the guy is so nimble and mobile. He's got that quick little left-handed flick. He passes the ball. He's not a ferocious rebounder necessarily. That's about it. Yeah, but but he's he and sees he the play, play like four plays ahead. And he it seems play, like. I love his demeanor. He plays the game with such great joy. It's you know how some people even when they're just sitting around look like they're smiling. Maybe they're not, but they look right, like they right, are. Right. He has that look about him. He always looks like he's having fun. It's the opposite of Ennis, right? He always has, oh, he has resting Mark face. Ennis, you know? always, yeah. <laughs> It's really bad. Like he'll be like having the most fun ever, but he looks like he's pissed off. Yeah, yeah, yeah he just the, the fact that he shushed the crowd was a credit to the crowd. The, yes. when's, it, when's the last time someone shushed the Yum Center crowd? There hasn't been that loud to cheer about. You know. Well, I'll tell you, there was two things that I really was impressed with in the ball game. The first one was that Louisville only had ten turnovers. 
right? Yeah. Like they, you know, and and managed. To it lose. seemed like nine of them came in the first few minutes. Yeah, yeah. They only had what two the second half. Uh, I don't know what they're saying. Yeah, the, the, that was a game I, I wanted two. to get the halftime yep, box just score from because it was like a really you know totally different. Correct. And the other thing was Mike James. Keats was talking about it, like he did not want him to go off from three. Yeah, and Mike James still ended up with twenty and five, and but, but Keith really was. Nice ha- I mean, he said afterwards, he said, "Hey, he had twenty because we did our job on him. We did not <laughs> want him to hit threes because that's it gets the crowd into it." He said, "We were going to keep him off the three point line." But and, just Mike being able to just know that that they're taking that away from you, though. Yeah, and you still got to go grind and figure it out. I thought it really said a lot about him. Well, he, what you know, doing. when he got off to such a hot start at Miami. And then they came out, and then he started taking to the basket. Yeah. Mike has a great feel for the game. And, and in the past, at least, he's not really necessarily been known as a three-point shooter. He's known for that toughness and driving to the basket. Boy, now if he can continue doing both, he's going to really be a hard he's guy so to He's so lean. Has he gotten leaner during the year? Yeah, I, think I mean, so. he's one of those guys, you know, people lose weight, they look taller. You know, he, he even <laughs> looks taller. You know, he's lost so much weight. I mean, he was at the women's game. I saw him on TV. His face is just long. Like, he is like... He's as fit. I mean, his body fat's going to be like, let's we need Patino to make up a body fat percentage, right? 6.2%, you know, or whatever. And he was 8.8 when he came in. You know, just make it up. You he's know? definitely gotten in better shape as the season go- has gone on. And I think Huntley Hatfield has too. Um, I don't know if you can see it on Huntley yeah. Hatfield as well. But, but yeah, oh, we yeah. Can get him assertive. And you play, you know, 10 turnovers, you're going to win a lot of those ball games, or especially when you shoot 47%. We just got played better defensively. Did you like hear P- Patino after his game? I, I, I oh, just, let's just play it. Again. I mean, it's just I can't hear it enough. You know, this is after a one point loss. And could you take anything out of this? There you go. Oh, well, he's, he's still looking for. But it was, um, it was. I mean, I must have had that sent to me by fifteen people. I'm I, like, I just saw it on, on Twitter from yeah. several different posts. What I ran across. Yeah, here, here you go. Close loss. No, I, I don't feel good when we lose. Hate the world. So, just so you understand that, no, I don't feel good. I've never felt good with a loss. Pardon my language. So, I don't feel good. I don't believe in those um, valiant efforts on the road. No, I feel like I want to kill myself, jump in the in the cold, and, and die of frostbite. <laughs> <laughs> he did at least at the very end of that kind of smirk a little bit, yeah. like like he knew he was kind of overkill there. That's but, really but, funny. But that's that's, <laughs> that's him. That's Patino. I mean, that sure. is. It's like, oh, he's back. He is. He is back, boys and girls. When he lost the game, and you were going to have to talk to him, or Bob was, or whatever. Like, were you ever like, never know? Got to make sure I don't step in. Oh, here. I always. I Bob, as you know, usually did it, but there were times when uh, for some reason i had to or bob wasn't there and, and then i would and we, we used to laugh about it as, as, as gold schemer going please don't lose this game <laughs> yeah right and to be honest most of the time he was fine but there were a few times west he virginia wasn't. not so much yeah. <laughs> notre dame yeah the, the five overtime notre dame he although the, the notre dame game didn't he say we're gonna win we're not gonna lose again right <clears throat> he did but yeah. i went back <clears throat> that game ended and 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 i was i Bob wasn't with me, so I knew I was going to go do the post game. So I'm dreading going back there. Mm-hmm. But I asked him a question. I have no idea offhand what it was, and he's given me a pretty good answer. I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be all right. Yeah. Uh-oh. This answer goes less than a minute. He says, and that's all I'm saying, and turned and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I came back with a like a 45 second post game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's uh, all I'm that's, saying. That's great. Oh man, that was such a rough loss. That was really. But, but Luke said in the locker room, he told him, "We're we're not losing again. Like this is it. We're going to win the national championship yeah, he, from he, here." He, uh, he came back and, and, and he spoke back. things into existence. Yeah, I, he really did. He would he would speak things into existence. I mean, that 2012 run, you know, they're you know, they're, you know they um they come back from you were you were. 
with us at Syracuse, yep. which was the last regular season game. They had lost senior night, the, the game before South at home Florida. to South Florida. Right. Went to Syracuse and lost, so they're like what nineteen and twelve or yeah, twenty two and nine okay. after that ten and eight in the league. Okay, so actually twenty two and nine a lot better. Sounds than a lot better. Seemed like yeah, I know <laughs> people were but, down on. But them. it was yeah. really weird because after that Syracuse game, and they didn't get beat real bad. Fifty eight forty nine. Okay, yeah. missed a lot of open shots. Uh, it's like he just had this piece about him that I've got something figured out here. I don't know what it was, but he just I had a he, well. He looked like he had a feeling something big was in store, and I had no idea. In fact, the great story of that is a good friend of mine who'd never been to New York City, and and, and I invited him to come to the Big East tournament with me. I got him a spot. Uh, he had to buy his own ticket each session, but so he goes with me, and, and we think we're going up there for a day, right? And, and of course, we go all the way, win the whole thing. No, we lost the final. No, no we won. Yeah, did twenty twelve. That's right, twenty twelve. Won it. Yeah, won the whole thing. Yeah, beat the <clears throat> and and he got in big trouble because there were two things at home he missed because he never thought he was going to be gone that long. <laughs> yeah, and we had a blast together that that whole well, time. Well, I was sitting there on the, the the plane ride back, and he was talking to a group of people, and he, he goes, "I got my answer on Wayne today because I think he started Blackshear because he'd been injured all year uh, in that game, or he played him a bunch of minutes, one or the other." He goes, "I got my answer on Wayne. We're going to fix Christmas jump shot, and we're going to go win the Big East tournament." And I'm like, <laughs> "You're going to fix the jump it. shot?" And he meant it. <laughs> yeah, and, and they did. And they did. <laughs> it was just. Crazy. Yeah, it was Seton Hall. Marquette, and I remember thinking when he said that, I was like, oh, "You're right. You're gonna you're gonna do all that. No good luck with that." And <laughs> and go to the it, Final Four. <laughs> and if he, my God, he did. I mean, it was it was a he was absolutely right. But he spoke things into existence. Mm-hmm. I really but the, did. one of the best wins that whole year though was the Florida win. Like you know, just they were down. You know, they you know who got teed up. Who was it? Kyle? No, Patino got cured. The teed Florida up. win. They played, I don't think they played Florida that year. Florida in the in, in the, the regional final. Oh, the oh, regional that's final. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about the regular season. Yeah. Okay, yeah, And yeah. Carl has teed up Patino. Not for, in that game. Was that, that two, two different games? You're, you're crossing the stream there. Yeah. Which game? Who, somebody that was a got home teed up game. in the Florida game, though, right? Uh, somebody may have, but I mean, he, the Carl Hess thing where he th- was yelling at Kyle was a home game. Okay. Yeah, and he thought, game? yeah. He thought well, who did he, he got teed up. Somebody got teed up for something in the Florida game, and I thought it was Carl Hess. I'll have to go back no, and look. Was, I, I know the Carl-Kyle thing was a home game mm-hmm. for certain. It was. I don't know if there was a T in that I game. I don't remember the T in the Florida I'll game. To, I'll go back. I just that. remember them staying in that zone and Richard screaming at him, get out of the bleeping zone. <laughs> well, the comeback was awesome. And the comeback, and that you know Bob recognized it right away in that game when, when they switched defense about six minutes mm-hmm. to go. And I they just, were – Florida was running something that they kept switching off, and they would have a little guy, Louisville's little guy covering their big guy, and finally Louisville adjusted to where they started out the other way, so when they switched, they went back to the way it ought to be. It was something yeah. crazy like that. But I remember it was Richard who yelled at his dad, who yelled back, and bleep you, okay, fine, we'll try it, you know, bleep you, and then they did. <laughs> and then, because what, Russ, or Peyton fouled out, Peyton so Russ out. had to play point, which was not really what you would ideally do, but he did, he did well. I mean, that, that game was just, I could watch that comeback. As many times as you want to show It was show the it. most fun. Yeah. I just remember being so happy at the end of it. And we'd made the Final Four, obviously. You're Should have been be a coach in Willie's. That was an even happier oh, atmosphere. Oh, my word. I guarantee it. So I like, guarantee it. One of the great awesome. atmospheres of all time. So. Um, well, anyway, we're, we're far cry from that here at this point. But um, they did uh, did play play better. Um, as um, I'm looking, uh, text lines, Kyle wasn't on the 2013 team. We're talking about 2012. Uh, is that is that final four run? Yeah, Patino got hit yeah. with a technical yeah. in that game uh, after Peyton got his fourth foul. He stomped onto the court and got hit with a technical. 
I love how neither coach respected the coach's box on Saturday in the game. Like, Kenny was camped one <laughs> step outside the coach's box, and then Keats was, like, all the way past yeah, half court I at saw one Keats point. Keats at midcourt one time, and they, they sent him back. They never call, they, they The officials will tell him to get back, but they never call technicals yeah. on that anymore. No, Kenny stands one step outside the coach's line. Like, that's where he camps out, you know? And it's like, well, why we even have that? Um, and, of course, it wouldn't be a, uh, like I said, it wouldn't be a Louisville basketball game without a Jeff Brom commitment in the middle of it. Like another <laughs> tight end. He is not going to be tight endless next year. He's going to have no, options no, no, at no, that no, position. No. He's, he made that well, New Year's I, resolution. I wonder if, if that's part of why the kid from Ball State decided to go back to Ball State. Maybe he thought, well, I'm getting in over my head here. I better stay where I was. Yeah, if, they, if he had word that this guy who was highly touted recruit was going to be. I mean, he wanted uh, a veteran guy and a young guy. And, you know, and Isaiah Cummings is more going to play that Joey Gatewood role uh, where he's probably not going to do a lot of blocking, but like Redmond will play all the time. And Kozel, I think, was going to be kind of the guy that they're bringing along, along with Jamari Johnson and Nate Karuski, and just seeing like being a part of that mix. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was thinking that if he's going to leave, leave Ball State, that that's what he would be signing up for potentially. Yeah. And you know, the other kid, Jalil um, Skinner, he's a younger player who could probably understand. Hey, I'm going to play, but I'm not going to play. I'm not getting all the reps, but I need to go somewhere where I can get on the field a lot more than I am right now. Yeah. I just really can't wait to see the offense be the one he wants to run because this was not the <laughs> offense. It worked. It worked great. But you know that's not how he wants to play offensively. And Higby's going to have his uh, ACL looked at, by the way. One uh, of his former tight end, obviously. Yeah. Really nasty low hit, but uh, they lost anyway. But you know, they- a, lot, a lot of good day for the card, ex-card. 2-2 Atwell scored. Jair had a pick. Uh, was, there, was there another one over the weekend? Jair came back after he t- hurt his ankle, didn't he? Remember he went out briefly. Yeah, he did. He came back in. He was he was kind of questionable to play yeah, on that. He, anyway. he heard it during the week, but he, but he had a really it. nice interception. I thought he scored it. I don't know. It didn't seem like down by contact to me, but well, he whatever. he touched the. I think all you have to do is touch, and it looked to me like when he yeah it, when he caught it, he kind of fell they a little bit over on the, the ground the and touched the guy. But man, would have been awesome to have a pick six right there. They had to score anyway, so it's fine. I mean, that was just embarrassing. Now. I, who wouldn't want the drama of Bill Belichick and Jerry Jones coexisting? Like I, I'm not sure about the infatuation with Belichick because as a coach with anybody but Tom Brady, his record was not very good. Yeah, I, I'm. He's if McCarthy's fired, it's got the odds from you know one of these the sites that does this. It's, he's one to two to be. I Belichick. would think Vrabel. I would think Vrabel. I, I, I agree. I mean, I think Vrabel's a great coach. It's just I guess it just wasn't working out there. Yeah, he's the second choice on the on the on the betting line. I think he's three to one. Somebody's going to take the Falcons job too. Yeah, is that, somebody's going right. Yeah, but is it a good job? Yeah, that really, you don't really. Have I thought, a I thought Belichick and um, you know, in a Washington could work. I don't know. I don't know. But it'd be, it, you're, it's going to be interesting to see Belichick wherever he goes and how patient people are. Where's McCarthy go then? I don't. I don't think anybody's lining up to hire Mike McCarthy. Three twelve win uh, season. Mm-hmm. You, you don't think Atlanta would sign up for that right now? I don't think it means you're going to get twelve wins. I mean, I don't. If you think he's a good coach, you are in a minority. His I, clock management. I think he's a good regular season coach. I think a mm. lot of coaches end up getting cast in this little bubble, and it's not always the truth. Oh, you can have him. I have no interest. <laughs> Watching them mismanage the clock under timeouts for yeah. five, ten no, years. I mean, I understand all that. Um, it's Dak, though, too. We had a, It was a crazy week last. I mean, within a matter of you know, 72 hours, maybe 48 hours, you had Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, and, and Nick Saban um, not at their current – at the jobs they've been at. I, I I didn't know that happened because Louisville had won a game that night. <laughs> so that was, <laughs> yeah. No, well, that, yeah, that, all that stuff happened right uh, pretty much at the same time. It's, it was – 
highly unusual. Yeah, what, what do you make thought of, you know make of uh, them going to? I mean, Kalen DeBoer is great coach. Never been in the South, but that's tough. That's a tough job. But it's one of those things people say. Well, it's tough to replace the guy. It is, yes, but man, they're set up to win. Yeah, uh, he his entire career, as far as I know, has been pretty much in the Northwest, even starting yeah. at the NAI level. Yeah. But um, I actually heard Mark say this as I was driving in. Uh, the guy has won wherever he's been, mm-hmm. and you can question, you know, what are his contacts in the South and Southeast and whatever. But when he walks into school with that big A on his sweater, that carries a lot of weight. And they you know, know that he was just in the title game, too. Yeah. You know. Um, so I, I think it's, it's as good as anybody. It's replacing. That's a job that, wow, it's hard to fathom anybody matching what, what Saban did. By the way, I, I ran across this yesterday. And I'd seen it before, but it is so funny. Have you seen, and this is from a few years ago, actually. He was at some event, uh, probably a fundraiser event or a speaking engagement, and he tells a story about his wife. About, I don't think I've heard it. He, he, how he grew up in that town in West Virginia, and he was a nobody. And, oh, and yeah. he always Oh, oh, oh. Talk about Saban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about yeah. Miss Terry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, the yeah. Miss Terry thing. <laughs> and and how she dated the, the star, and he was a slump, and uh, somehow eventually turned things around and got her to marry him and then so he goes back home to West Virginia to a reunion and he had worked he Saban had worked at a gas station all this time well now this star owned that gas station and he says obviously you guys have heard it for those who don't I'm finishing the story so he turns to Miss Terry I love Miss Terry yeah and says see if you'd married him you'd be here at that gas station she said no if I'd married him he'd be the coach at Alabama that's right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's a great story. I love the the guy that does the Saban impersonate. Have you seen the wider? I don't know if he was a walk on or something. There's a if you find if you find that video. There's a kid that was on the team. I think a couple of years ago who does n- nails right. the, the Saban oh, yeah. impersonation. Like he he can do it. You know, as as good as anybody. It's like it's like he's he's ripping into him after like a bad practice, and he he does this Nick Saban impersonation that is just it's uh it's spot on. You get. You, like Chase is pulling it up there. I think he's got it because this is, I don't know what year this was, but he's got Saban's mannerisms. He's got the, you know, the cadence, all of it. Here you go. Here you go. This is in the locker room. He can talk just like me, give speeches just like I give them. Hey guys, we got, we got a lot of guys here. You, you come to practice and you don't make weight. And you tell me you don't eat anything. Well, I know the air ain't got calories, guys. Let me tell you this. It's about being a champion. I've seen bits and pieces of it. You know, he doesn't like to do it in front of me too much. Today's practice was awful. And I'm going to tell you this. The day I can't get you guys to do it right, I'm going to go to the lake, sit the ducks and watch the ducks <laughs> and he's doing his body language is absolutely spot on fantastic it's, it's awesome but i mean you know saban is going to go down as probably the best coach in college football history to yeah. this point yeah i mean who's i mean kirby yes. smart kirby smart's coming you know he's, he's got, got four more to or five more five to catch more to go yeah. but he's a lot younger than they can you know kirby's in his 40s so we'll see how that all plays out for kirby but man, it's going to be tough to top what Saban did. I'm surprised, and I wonder, you know, in basketball, everybody's like, "Well, this transfer portal NIL got you know pushed Shashevsky and Williams over the edge." I don't know if that. I mean, Saban said it was a harder year on him than he, than he thought it'd be. He didn't really. I don't know if he mentioned specifically the, but it's got to be. You got to have energy to recruit your roster. Every I've year. talked to Jeff about it a little bit here, and I mean, there's just no days off. It's ongoing. 
Uh, I mean, it always has been to some extent, but not like now where you are literally recruiting every day. Your own roster, uh, even. Uh, yes, yeah. yeah, going both ways. So it's got to be exhausting. I, I don't know how guys do it or can continue to do it for a long period of time. I saw an interview with, with Jay Wright recently because a lot of people thought that was a big issue in his retiring. Mm-hmm. And, and he said not necessarily that <clears> – <throat> He he didn't like it, really, but he would handle it. He had yeah. gone and done it, but there were other reasons that, you know, that was maybe part of it, but it wasn't the determining factor like I think it was very much so with with Roy Williams. And, and I, when you yeah. think about it, things weren't near where they are now when he oh had gosh, us. Yeah. And maybe Krzyzewski and, and maybe Bayheim. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I was just, just back to a final thought on Caleb DeBoer. Five years ago, he was the Indiana offensive coordinator. How good is a five-year run to go from the IU yeah. coordinator position to the head coach at Alabama? And he got he got Tom Allen a huge payday, huge buyout there but at Indiana. You, I mean, f- coordinator. Yes, at, at Indiana, head coach at Bama, five years. Are you kidding it's me? It's insane. <laughs> I mean, that is just but it kind of run. And, it, and if you if you had said that Kalen DeBoer was going to be Alabama's Nets head coach at that time, not Dabo Sweeney. Oh, you you could have you could have made a fortune. Yeah. You really and could have him chant anyone but Dabo, anyone but Dabo at the Nick Saban statue. You know, and, and Kayla DeBoer got. By the way, somebody tell them Saban didn't die. Yeah. You know, they're like leaving tribute. You know, yeah. there's like flowers, flowers and, and uh, little Debbie those. cakes or whatever. He's alive. You'll see him around. Yeah, I mean, he'll be he'll do stuff, I suppose. But you no, know, Kayla got um, Michael Penix out of Tampa, Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's. He's already kind of recruited the South a little bit, and and I mean I think most Bama fans are going to be excited for that offense, you know, because I mean they throw it around. Yeah. All right, we'll continue along here. Two six seven nine six eighty. Our number to get in. Text away. UPS Jobs text line four three seven nine six eighty. We'll have the NFL games today uh, after six o'clock. We'll uh, join that Bills game in progress, so uh, we'll have all that for you. Oh, here. we have Kenny uh, Payne tonight. Oh, we have Kenny Payne show tonight. Yeah. Okay, so we'll have definitely have the games on six eighty. Um, yeah, and then probably have the late one on both channels. So Kenny Payne at Spring at the yeah. Springhurst location, Rooster, yeah, Roosters at Springhurst. Well, there you go. We With got, a player to be named later, and we'll rebroadcast <laughs> that tomorrow at two on ninety three nine The Ville uh, as well. So we will uh, continue along here on uh, this morning. Uh, Carlin Roofing and Sheet Metal. Uh, if you are someone who needs to get any work done. On your roof at all, just from a couple of shingles uh, to a full roof replacement. Uh, that, that's who we turn to. You're probably going to find out here over the next few days when you get this this you know this low temperatures coming. You may notice uh, something a couple of weeks after that that oh man we got uh, you know, maybe a problem on the roof. So whether it's a couple of shingles, whether it's an entire roof replacement, whether you need help with your insurance, they'll do all that for you over there at Carlin. Forty years now in business with that family name on the business. It's Carlin Roofing and Sheet Metal at C A R L O N Roofs.com. It's Carlin Roofing and Sheet Metal. And when you get over there, tell me your talk about him here on the Dina Show. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Beers and sunshine, bonfires in summertime, back porch nights in South Carolina. Ain't nothing finer than me and my girls driving over little out of the 
Broadcasting live from the Liquor Barn Studios, you're listening to The Diener Show on ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. we got a lot going on around here. we got the Kenny Payne Show tonight uh, at 7 o'clock. Uh, we will join uh, Bill Steelers in progress on ESPN uh, 680. Uh, and then after the uh, Kenny Payne Show, we'll have uh, Bucks and Eagles on, uh, on both stations. So, uh, Kenny Payne Show tonight, Jeff Wall's show uh, tomorrow. That'll be live from Parlor in J-Town. So, we've got uh, got that before um, just the next couple of days here. And, of course, uh, men's basketball back in action on, on Wednesday at North Carolina. Brought up in the break, Jalen Withers is uh, hello, hello, old friend who <laughs> was an odd player. You said you were trying to describe him to someone. I just said yeah. he's very athletic. When Carolina, when he announced he's going to Carolina, I have a good friend who lives in Charlotte and went to school at UNC, and um, he was asking me about him. I say he's, he's extremely athletic. Um, I, I can't remember now exactly. I, I said he's athletic, uh, really good at times, but has a disturbing penchant for turning the ball over. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at his numbers. He's he's seventh in minutes played. He's averaged four points, three rebounds. He only has 14 turnovers this year, which is okay. He's not shooting the three much. He's two of 12. That's so weird because didn't he end up leading the ACC in conference only three-point percentage, I think, at the end of last year? He did. Yeah, he's in yeah. The, he was up near in the 40s, I think. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember exactly. But it, but that was – I never thought that was really where, what he ought to be doing. Mm-hmm. And like I said, he's two right. of 12. So yeah. apparently he's not hanging out on the perimeter as much as he did. 20 of 25 at the foul line. Um I wanted him to rebound more. Yeah. You know, like I couldn't, like yeah. last year, we just couldn't get Jalen Withers to rebound and like engage. I felt like he was Maverick after the flat spin. <laughs> couldn't get him in there. Uh, but, you know, but he was happy to stand outside and shoot threes. But I'm with Paul. I don't think that's really what he ought to be doing. And, you know, his it, athleticism was, was always so impressive right from the start. That, that year he was here redshirting and people. Would come to practice. And say, Who's that guy? And yeah. they'd tell him he was redshirting, and then he, he showed flashes. He just never could seem to put it together for. He'd, he'd be a good fit on this team. He couldn't oh, yeah. put it together consistently. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Well, he, we tried that last year. <laughs> we tried. I don't know, but like uh, Chase said, he'll probably go off for 10, 15 and ten. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess this will be the only this will be the only player that transferred out they face. Is there anybody else transferred within the league? First one I can think of. Yeah. Uh, actually, actually, no one else transferred within the league, did they? I don't no, think anybody did. did. No. I'm just trying to think of uh, anybody that, yeah. in the, like even subsequent years, yeah, would have been. I don't know. Now they haven't. I mean, that's going to be more commonplace than ever. Now you know, you'll yeah. just you'll just see guys. Oh yeah, that guy used to play for us. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> That's that's the that's the era that we live in. Um, we'll let you hop on in two six seven nine six eighty number to get in. Uh, text away UPS jobs text line. Are they going to get this snow off the field there in Buffalo? I mean, it, I it looks know. like it now. But Schefter just put out a, a, a video just a little bit ago, um, and and and, and it, it's just like it's so totally snow cover the field and the stands. Like I don't know how these people are going to get in there and sit. I guess if you have your seat, you'll clear off your seat. But like, where do you put the snow? Yeah, where do you clear? <laughs> right, clear where do you put it? Clear it off and then 
you'll be standing in yeah. snow up to your the knees. Snow, or, yes. Or pack so, it down and stand on top of it. We, by the way, we found out the limits of Mark Blake and Baker's fandom this morning when when we said you know the Bills fans that were paying them like twenty bucks an hour to shovel snow. Mark would not do that for his Cardinals. I don't think I would do that, it. That's his I, limit. I, mean, I found think, his limit. I don't. I don't like clearing snow off my driveway. I don't want to clear it off of an entire stadium. No. Well, you'd have help. It wouldn't be just yeah. you. Especially, no. I think it might be. Like, it'd be a fun fan experience, yeah, you know, for about thirty minutes, and great, they'd be like, "Get me the hell out of maybe, here." Maybe. I mean, great if, camaraderie. Yeah. You put me in it, and we're playing in the playoff or something like that, and you know, you get me in the throes of that mentally. Yes, I can get there, but like right now, I can't. <laughs> I can't mentally put myself removing any kind of snow that's not mine off my driveway. I mean, just the, the in the in the the tunnels to come out of your to your section. You got to stop through it. Are like unbelievable. What time is that game? Four thirty. So thought. they've got some yeah. time. They'll, they'll get it done. But I bet they'll have some great video on the broadcast of this. This oh, is yeah. those games are great to watch other people struggle in. That's <laughs> right. I'm happy to, to do that. It's they, not on Peacock, is it? Is on real TV today? They're both uh, yeah, on real yeah. television. Did you did you, uh, did you get Peacock or were you the another? It person? is on Peacock. No, no, no. It's uh, it's on CBS. CBS. Okay, CBS yeah. yeah. No, I actually canceled Peacock a few weeks ago. <laughs> oh. Now all of a sudden everything's popping up on Peacock these days. It was just amazing that like people will pay for every streaming system, but by God, they were stopping at six dollars a month from Peacock for the NFL. <laughs> I can't believe it. And it's like, people are telling me, I'm like, dude, you've got like 10 different streaming I services. I, I think Peacock is the only one I don't have. And we've had it in the past, but I've, you know, if I don't watch it for a month, I turn it off. But we watch all the other ones. Like we watch Prime and Apple yeah. TV and uh, we don't have Hulu. We don't have Hulu, but that but you I don't mean, need Hulu. Netflix. You've got YouTube TV. No, but I'm saying like the Hulu television. Wait, service. wait, wait. I, I switched to YouTube TV recently and I do have Hulu. But why do you not need Hulu if you have I YouTube thought, TV? I thought in that a cable. In the, in the, no, Hulu you get your Live is. Oh, OK. Live That's is. what I'm but thinking. Like he's, Hulu got, Live. he's got right, regular right. Hulu. So I don't have Hulu or Peacock. OK. But yeah, I mean, you don't you, you got to choose your battles here. You know, you could yeah. just go with them all. Well, I've got Hulu actually as part of the Disney bundle now. Mm-hmm. Disney, oh, ESPN, ESPN, and Plus. Hulu. Yeah. But I think it's sort of a limited Hulu package. I, I'm oh, it is? Sure. Yeah, it's uh, not the... Yeah, it, I think you're right, because I've had that, too. I've, I don't think I've ever watched... I, I'm the worst. I don't watch anything. I mean, yeah. I just watch... Well, I, you are bad we're, we're, we've been watching Murders in the Building, only Murders in the Building lately, and it's, it's a Hulu show. Okay. Oh, sounds <laughs> good. Very positive. Very, really good. We, <laughs> we started at... Uh, a few months ago and didn't follow through and decided to start it up again. It's really good. Steve Martin. Okay. Uh, uh, Martin Short. And oh, I've seen and oh, Selena, oh, so comedy then? Selena Gomez. Yeah. Uh, Gomez, Gomez, yes. Uh, it's. I guess you'd call it sort of a dark comedy. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Uh, Nick Valmanis says, can I drink and eat while shoveling? If so, sign me and the boys up. Yeah, well, I, I, I can see Nick <laughs> Probably Valmanis. a little bit of that going on. I can 100% see Nick doing that. Do you see oh, the bare-shirted yeah. guy sliding down the snow yes, slide yesterday? Yes. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's amazing. Oh, but the worst of the weekend was the snot sickle on Andy Reid. I mean, that his mustache, <laughs> oh, I, I mean, it was just a snot sickle. I mean, it was just snot coming and freezing on it. And then there was a big to-do about uh, Taylor Swift's jacket. It was made by the 40 49ers fullback, uh, his Who's wife. Safe? Yeah, yeah. His his wife's, uh, you know, that's her company. This yeah. jacket, yeah. and she wore it. She wore it, and so now sales are flying off. Of course for, they are. It's uh, Taylor Swift. Her. You think she touches turns to gold, man? I mean, <laughs> billionaire, you know, and she's over there leading cheers in the suite up there. At uh, you know, it's pretty crazy. And they won, and you know, but I wonder if she's thinking when she's walking in, like this guy better be freaking worth it. It's freaking cold. They're in love, Mark. <laughs> all right, just it's America's girlfriend. You know, they're they're in love. You know, it's just gonna last. Do you think it's love, Paul? <laughs> I have no. <laughs> you're asking the. You're asking me. <laughs> 
Maybe it'll work. Who knows? Maybe it is. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it's genuine. New Year. So. Yeah. I, it's still amazing, though. With all the people that complained, the Peacock broadcast drew 23 million viewers. Like that's unbelievable. Like that's as much as the national title game for the football, right? Yeah, for college football. Yeah, we did twenty five, twenty five two. So right there on something that's on everybody's channel. Right. So it's the most streamed event of all time. Um, it came. Um, let's see. Let's see. Peacock's premium subscription costs five ninety nine a month, uh, and last week the service reportedly had thirty million subscribers. Uh, as Comcast said, subscriptions were up seventy five percent over last year. So it worked. Wow. It worked. Good for them. Good they, for them. They had done the Chargers-Bills uh, for a regular season game. That had 7 million viewers, peaking at 8.4. And uh, for comparison, Amazon Primes, which y'all pay for, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I won't pay for Peacock. Well, you're paying for Prime. A lot of people have Prime. Prime averaged 11.8 million viewers. Yeah. 23 million viewers. That's a lot. For, um, but it's a playoff game. You know, yeah. people want to see the playoff games. And the regular season And the Swifties never, bought them, too. That's hey. true. And they they and they rewarded him because I think she was on television 20, 20 plus times. No problem. They counted them. But no, they need a Taylor cam on one of those Peacock spinoff channels. They really should. Why? <laughs> why not? Why ever leave? We do Pat McAfee and whatever else we do for the championship. You know, why ever leave if if you have all these other channels? You, yeah, you could do a T Swift cam. So Peacock or NBC paid a hundred and ten million dollars to broadcast that game. One ten for one game. Yeah. Um, wow. For the game that was done for, for subscription and acquisition was the goal. Yeah. Uh, I thought you paid for the season. You're now paying rights per game? Well, they they break it out. Like, they've got the season, but then, like, when he – because I remember Scott Mastow telling me this. When ESPN got the – that was a big deal for them to get their first NFL playoff game. It was like $100 million they paid well, as, as did, part of their – What did Prime play? pay for its Black Friday game? Because that, uh, that was a big deal, too. That was a big deal as well because they had all these special uh, QR codes that were built into all the different things. So, Black Friday, Amazon, NFL game. Yeah, I don't know. But um, – but yeah, mission accomplished there. Twenty three, one hundred million dollars for that Black Friday game. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, you got to have all the networks. Do you want to watch uh, the NFL? Do you have any bad beats this week, Paul? And uh... yeah, I'm about done. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've been on this this downward spiral for a few weeks. Again, they're they're little goofy. You know, I'll yeah. take four or five team money line parlays. Yeah, and somebody always bites me in the butt. Well, yesterday, this was not the week for that. yesterday it was uh, um, no, it was college basketball yesterday. Let me guess, and Illinois. Sudden, when Illinois got beat. Yeah, not just, just beat whooped. Just. There's always one. This was a bad <laughs> week for the money line parlays in college it basketball. Was. Everybody was losing. I think yeah. it was like 18 to 25 lost. Like that. That's a bad week for the money line parlays. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who you have like total faith in in college basketball right now. Like, UConn, oh, I know they're going to show up. Yeah, maybe. But then UConn. they lost. You know, they lost too. So. They lose to him. No, do they not lose? I'm no, back no. to the horses. Gulfstream and Santa Anita are running today, and the weather's good. I uh, am. Yeah. Dieter <laughs> yeah. will be down there Yeah, I, <laughs> tomorrow I'm, night. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting out of here. This weather's killing me. So ho- hopefully I don't get snowed in, but, you know. You won't get snowed in. I don't think we're getting any I know. Snow. I just got an alert from Southwest. It has me concerned. What does it say? It just said you, your travel could be impacted by weather. I'm like, I don't want to hear that out of you, Southwest. <laughs> are you going to make a, other plans? Oh, I'll have a backup. Have a plan. backup. Don't plan? you worry. I'll have a backup plan. I, I, got, I got enough Southwest points. I'll get my. I got to make butt sure you get here. the vitamin D, man. <laughs> got to get you down there. I got to keep you happy. Um, well, there was big no- news though in the ACC with Cam Ward. Uh, he had pre- Washington State's quarterback had previously said he was going to go to the NFL, and then out of the blue, Saturday night, 
no, I'm going to go to Miami now. And I'm like, hang on, you announced for the NFL, and Miami's kind of scrambling around for a quarterback, and we're all thinking Miami's going to be bad. And now they get Cam Ward just randomly. So John Ruiz, people have have, uh, said that he's dead in the NIL, but I don't think he's dead. I think there's a significant bag that's brought Cam Ward back from the NFL into college football at Miami. You're very concerned about this. You were very worked up about this. Good player. Yeah. I mean, it could help us if we can beat Miami here. We need to play them in November, I think. Let's play. We played down there in November. Let's let's wheel back with them in November. We'll have the schedule announced here in a in a couple of weeks. Right. So we'll find out who, what, where uh, these games are. You, you can make. I know you've already made hotel reservations for your Notre, the Notre Dame for game. the known dates. Yeah, for the known dates. Absolutely. It's gonna be a weird year where they start out with back to back kind of you know those okay. guarantee games. You know, like uh, Notre Dame is the third game, right? It's, it's fourth. the fourth game. Fourth game. It's the fourth week. So. Well, it's oh. fourth week. Yeah. It could be the third game if we get a bye week that oh, early. I don't know. Who are who are the first two again? It's like Murray. Austin P and then or oh Austin P and, and Jacksonville, Jacksonville State. State. Yeah, yeah. So it's two teams that they figure to whoop up on. Um, I don't know. I Rich Rod's coming back. And, nine, and nine then, game winner. then the the third game, whatever it is, is Notre Dame. No, I think there's a, a week in between, so they either be a bye or, or an so, opponent. So it could still because it's August thirty first, okay. September seventh. And then, actually, we'll play Notre yeah, Dame no, on the 28th of September. Oh, so there's two weeks in between there. Yeah, it could be the 14th and 24th. It could be a, the week a five. It's week five of college football is what it is. I would just like to be back in Charlotte scoreboard watching, you know, to see playoff implications and stuff like that. I mean, that was that's all I could think of this year when we were there. I'm like, man, this time next year, they've been right at the cut oh, line. Yeah. yeah. You know? Worried about bid thieves. Worried about, like, <laughs> Iowa. You yeah, know, if right. Iowa wins this game yeah. against uh, Michigan, you know, Iowa could, is in the playoff and Michigan's still coming in. Speaking of Michigan, Jim Harbaugh meeting with uh, Chargers today. I'd say Michigan will have an opening that Sharon Moore will probably quickly fill, would be my yeah, guess. Yeah, I would imagine so. Because he got a six-game tryout. <laughs> you know, I mean, Iowa. Harbaugh's been linked to that job for a long time and i guess the raiders are going back with their interim they're, they're wheeling back with him antonio pierce and, yeah who's a who you know a little bit right didn't you know him from lexington he was in that arena league team no you're thinking of someone else you're thinking of the the raiders gm i believe oh the raiders gm okay you uh, don't know pierce i don't know antonio pierce never met why antonio not? pierce i don't know why don't you know him <laughs> i don't know but no, I, I think I think you'll see Harbaugh go to San Diego or San Diego, the L.A. Chargers. I still call them. Did I say this on the air? Or is this when we were talking during the break? Why do coaches always have to be looking for the next big thing? Why can't anybody just and, and as just I said off the around. air, except for the guy on Floyd <laughs> yeah, Street? Right. It's yeah. nice to have all this shuffling around. We have a coach we really like who is good, and he's not. His name's not even involved because everybody knows he's happy here. Yeah. I wonder if Harbaugh. Hopefully that stays. If he hadn't been through the ringer here, six game suspensions, and all, if he'd still be doing with through all the this. ringer, they brought it on themselves. I understand that <laughs> when they talk about overcoming adversity, like self imposed. I understand, but, but okay, and I know this has been discussed ad nauseum. They apparently the NCAA didn't really do anything, partly because they didn't really think it affected the outcome of the games. Yeah. So what happened here at Louisville affected the outcome of games? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it just it makes no sense. Totally different president though. Charlie Baker is is different than that, and I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, didn't affect the outcome. Mark Emmert was a disaster. I think we all know that, right? And 
And well, we'll see. It's a thankless job. Everybody finds a way to not like whoever's in charge. But so far, Charlie Baker's following. Yes, most people don't even know that Charlie Baker is the is the president of the NCAA, which right. is a good thing. Although they're going after it at Florida State for NIL stuff that everybody we else. We don't is have doing. time for you to get on your your soapbox here. Right, in the last minute. Fine. <laughs> you go ahead. Say I, you I mean, it's just I know where you want to go. Now. That's a that's a five minute discussion. I know. We got the thirty seconds here. We'll have um, uh, Maven and Rummage up next on ninety three nine. Coach's show tonight. Kenny Payne show will be out uh, at Springhurst, the Roosters location out there. Uh, and um, you know, we'll uh, we'll have the NFL games for you as well here on ESPN Louisville. So we'll talk to you tomorrow.